welcome back to Growing With The Flow. Thank you for tuning in. I'm very happy to have you here. Happy Monday. I hope you had a nice weekend, a good Galentine's, Valentine's, whatever. I hope you had a nice Lunar New Year if you celebrate. Do you think it makes sense for me to like introduce the topic at the beginning of a podcast? I'm starting to think maybe it does because I never do that. But today's episode is going to be about fast fashion and sustainability, eco-friendly clothing. It's going to be a very open chat. If you listened to my veganism episode, I want it to kind of be like that where I talk about, you know, the movement and give maybe like some clothing brands that I like and just chat about why it's important. But also I want to talk about the difficulties and maybe what isn't like said as much as it should be, that sort of thing. So hopefully you're intrigued by this episode. So how was my week? We have had quite a lot of snow here over the last week and I have had a lot of fun in it, I'm not gonna lie. I was, it snowed like a couple weeks ago and I was like, oh, I don't need more snow. Like that was it, I've, I enjoyed it for a couple of days, that was fun. This snow was insane. I don't think I've seen snow this deep since like, I wanna say like 2010. I know it snowed a couple years ago, but you never get as much snow in London. Like it's just kind of like a warmer part of the UK and it never settles for very long. And I don't know, the snow up here has been great. Thick, thick snow. We went sledging at midnight on Neve's birthday, which was so fun. And I don't know, it was weird to do something kind of spontaneous like that. Not that that's like crazy or anything, but we had just ordered our pizza, eaten it. And it was kind of like, I think it's like 11 p.m., and I just kind of, and I think needed as well, just assumed we were going to like pack up, go to bed. <laughs> that was the night that it was snowing quite a lot. And we were like, oh, let's go see the fresh snow. Like, should we go sledging? So we put our pizza boxes inside bin bags, headed up to Arthur's Seat, the crags area, went sledging. It was so fun. I really regretted not sledging the last time it snowed a couple of weeks ago. So I was very happy with that and I've honestly felt like I've been on a ski holiday this whole week. I have been skiing once in my life. I'm jealous of those people who like went every year and are really good because I can guarantee you I'd be awful if I went now and I've just been going on loads of walks around the meadows. It's been pretty sunny this week which is also a blessing and yeah I've just been enjoying it. It makes life a little bit more interesting and hopefully we're not going to get that like horrible sludgy situation I don't think so. It's meant to be like 14 degrees in a week from now. And it's obviously like minus two or something at the moment. So that's going to be quite the jump. I'm ready for spring. I'm wearing a top with like flowers on it today because I'm very much ready. (laughs) I still haven't got my exam results back. I'm recording this on Saturday and I think Monday is the deadline for their exam results coming out from December. Firstly, how why on earth has it taken them so long to mark it? It's like, it's funny because we wouldn't be able to get like extensions like that long or anything. And they just take their sweet, sweet time, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully exam results on Monday. I'm a little bit nervous because these results are like a quarter of my final grade for the year for no my final grade for my whole degree so kind of a big deal I'm just gonna kind of not think about that uh tomorrow's valentine's day galentine's day obviously i will be spending it alone i think me and joe are gonna like facetime or something in the evening and me and neve are going on a nice walk so it's gonna be a fun day and i love holidays and things like this just because it gives the day such a purpose and like a meaning so regardless whether you're single in a relationship like I don't know I think it's kind of fun but I guess also it is just like a capitalist like thought up holiday that doesn't actually mean anything so also it was Neve's birthday that was really fun 
we just like opened presents, ordered pizza, went sledging. She got a really amazing cake from her parents, which we devoured. And I, I told myself I wasn't going to eat cake for like a while after because I felt so sick. Um, but I can confirm I've eaten plenty of cake since. So that's fine. <laughs> Back to my usual self. Okay, so my gratitude, I'm just going to say the weather slash the sun because, oh, the weather affects my mood so much and just so, so much. I've also written eating good food. I also went on a nice walk today with my econ friend. We just got a hot chocolate. Everybody has been obsessed with this hot chocolate coffee place in the meadows, which is, it's like a big park in the middle of Edinburgh. And this place has proper like long queues because they have the best hot chocolate, like marshmallows. And it's just so creamy and thick. Oh, it was great. And then we just walked around the meadows, drank it. So that was really fun. My wins are... I've completed the first half of this this semester. We have 10 week semesters and this is the end of week five. I actually have a reading week next week. So I don't have any classes. I do have work I need to do, but I think I can actually take it kind of chill. Like if I do quite a lot on one day I should be fine to like just have the rest of the week to chill which will be unreal I'm so excited about that my other win is that we're on episode 10 of the podcast um shout out to you if you've listened to all nine previous episodes but we've made it to double digits which I think is kind of crazy which means I've been doing a podcast for 11 weeks because I took one week off that feels like insane I don't feel like it has been that long but obviously it has and yeah I'm really happy to be doing it okay so my quote for this week or thought for this week is buy what you believe in and the idea that you can vote with your money I'm gonna get into all of the you know reasons why that's not always easy but buy what you believe in is something maybe to think about like I said this episode is all gonna be about slow fashion and sustainability now I am gonna be talking about sustainability from the aspect of maybe fashion as opposed to your whole lifestyle I might do an episode on like living a more eco-friendly life that might be interesting if you want to see that let me know you can always um comment on the podcast instagram I always read all the comments and if you want to see like a certain episode then definitely let me know because I'm kind of up for anything this has been a big part of my life and kind of my like online presence for a while and I want to start out with like a a disclaimer I guess slow fashion or reducing your fast fashion intake is not easy and it is not the same difficulty for everybody slow fashion or things from like sustainable brands are often so much more expensive and I kind of think rightly so because they are usually small companies small brands who you know they want to pay their workers a fair wage they want to use the best materials that will last they want to use techniques which are more environmentally friendly but probably more expensive so this stuff comes with a hefty price tag I want to say that I don't think it's a bad you know crazy thing that it's going to be a little bit more expensive because the issue with fast fashion is that it's so cheap so obviously this stuff is going to be more expensive however that does mean it's not accessible to everybody and I think 
the idea that like we all need to give up fast fashion overnight and change our whole lifestyles is not feasible for everyone and I definitely don't want to make this episode and I don't know imply that you need to change the way you live or do something different because I know that that isn't possible for everybody when I first started trying to cut down I did find it really difficult and I am in a very privileged position so I know that it will be so hard slash impossible for so many people I also want to talk about like sizes so I am going to get into like alternatives to fast fashion etc but there is often an issue if you are not of standard size which I guess is like um I don't even know what size that is maybe like six to ten I'm not sure I have no idea but like if you aren't more on the small side some slow fashion brands do not cater to a wide enough variety of sizes and buying things secondhand can be really difficult so that's another reason why this isn't feasible for everybody and I also want to talk about the fact that the pressure seems to always be put on women over men I don't know this sort of thing needs to be discussed with everybody and the kind of idea that women love clothes and women are you know doing hauls all the time and buying loads of stuff like is very sexist and this is a problem that we all need to tackle and we all need to think about so again just another another thing um also touching on cancel culture the fact that I kind of feel a pressure to always be buying sustainable clothes and I know that I want to do that and I kind of said that I would want to do that and I built a following around that so that is definitely completely makes sense to me however I think bombarding people with like comments or messages or just like hate in a way around them slipping up from time to time and not buying from sustainable sources I think it's all about making like a positive change and making a difference rather than everybody being perfect and living this completely sustainable lifestyle because firstly it's not feasible for everyone but it's also just a lot of pressure and difficult so I think we need to be like have a little bit of a grace for people and this goes for like anyone not just people with a following but yeah all about making positive changes so uh the definition for fast fashion if you don't know what it is is highly profitable business model based on replicating catwalk trends and high fashion designs and mass producing them at a low cost what is fast fashion how can you tell if it's fast fashion is brands that are making a ton of clothes they are coming out all the time new pieces every day every week even and they are typically like very trendy things they don't have to be trendy but often the brands will be making like trendy things which are definitely not gonna you know be in style in 10 years from now they are making them at a very low cost allowing us to buy from the brand at like a much cheaper price and I guess what springs to mind for me first of all would be companies like Boohoo, Shein, uh, Zaffle, Primark maybe, those like very cheap brands but fast fashion also includes brands like H&M, Urban Outfitters, brands that are a little bit more expensive but are still fast fashion, they are still operating on this business model. I kind of used to enjoy you know going shopping, going to like shopping centre or high street whatever, going to some clothes shops but I'd say like almost every shop on the high street that is a chain is going to be fast fashion. Those are maybe some kind of ways to recognize it. Actually, while I remember the app Good On You is really amazing. You can just type in a brand, like you can search H&M and they'll give you like ratings on 
how they treat animals, how they treat their workers, how they're treating the environment. And you can just read up a little bit about the brand because I think regardless of your situation, it's important to understand like what you're buying. It doesn't have to mean that, you know, you're gonna stop buying from H&M all overnight, but I think it's still important to maybe understand what H&M stand for, what they're doing. And yeah, that's just an example. Obviously, there's lots of other brands. Because they are providing these clothes for such a cheap price, someone somewhere is paying for that. The workers are the ones, sadly, to pay the price for these really cheap um, garments. So they are normally paid very low wages and the conditions are often unsafe. It is usually done in like countries that have less strict like working conditions or very 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 low minimum wages or living wages and this is because the companies that are employing them to make the clothes can pay them way way less than they would be able to in maybe like the UK however I wrote down somewhere about actually let's just forget that I'm gonna I'm jumping all over the place already so Yeah, this stuff actually does happen in the UK as well, but those countries, I'd say especially, it's just so easy for the brands to mistreat people there, which is a horrible thought. So in Bangladesh alone, 1,800 people have died since 2005 producing fast fashion, and 1,000 people died when Rana Plaza collapsed. And that was a big manufacturing complex in Bangladesh where a lot of companies were making their clothes like producing their clothes and obviously having a thousand people die is insane like we can't even really begin to comprehend like a number that big so it's so so scary there has been like news coverage of it i guess but nowhere near enough for something so huge to have happened there is a documentary called the true cost on netflix which is I think it's, I watched it like ages ago, I think it's mainly about that incident, but it's also about just like fast fashion in general, so I would really recommend watching that if you're wanting to learn more. So yeah, that's an example of a situation where a brand, like they just don't care enough about the workers, and they are having them in unsafe conditions. Obviously, it costs money to pay people well, it costs money to maintain your factories and keep them safe. And in order for shops to sell things so cheap, they just like, I guess, turn a blind eye at a lot of the issues. There's also a lot of cases of like sexual abuse and abuse of the workers because in a lot of these countries, obviously like a lot of the people making these clothes need the job and need the money. So the people in charge have just like so much power. And yeah, I don't want this whole episode to be like me you know explaining fast fashion and stuff there's loads of good documentaries and other resources out there but those are just kind of like some of the issues like the human rights issues within fast fashion so fast fashion is also a huge environmental problem because we as humans for some reason demand so much clothing 80 billion pieces are purchased every year brand new which is insane considering what's the population like 8 billion 7 billion I don't know somewhere around there is that embarrassing that I don't know should I look it up population is 7.8 billion people okay well done me so 7.8 billion people and 80 billion new pieces which is insane considering there are so many people 
who are living in poverty and don't have you know enough clothes to clothe themselves and their family like it's insane 85 percent of the clothing consumed in the u.s is sent to landfill so this is this idea of like wearing something once and never again clothes are so so cheap and meant sometimes for even just single use i've seen dresses on boohoo for like six pounds and the quality is obviously very low and I think that I guess the idea is to just like wear it to one party and then move on. The misguided bikini, they had a bikini, I think it was this summer or last summer, which was one pound. One pound for the whole bikini. I just, it, how is that possible? Like when something is so, so cheap, I think you have to think like, how has this been done? Like, is it too good to be true? Because probably. How have they asked you to pay one pound for this bikini when they probably haven't even charged you postage? they have shipped it from another country where they have been producing it probably in a different continent to where you live they have to pay for the fabric the workers everyone throughout the supply chain and it's only one pound how is that possible just is crazy and how can you expect something that costs one pound to last so with making all these clothes like brand new a lot of the cotton used so cotton's used for like a lot of clothes like t-shirts shirts even jeans etc and growing it requires loads of water and pesticides and there's even been birth defects found in indian cotton farmers children so these processes which are making you know the cotton production as cheap and easy as possible are really affecting the workers it's just i think important to sort of like think about these sort of things fast fashion is a huge problem i think it's one of the world's biggest polluters I'm not entirely sure. I think like air travel, fast fashion or like fashion industry in general, like nuclear stuff. I don't know, guys, I have no clue. But I know it's definitely up there. I think we definitely, regardless of like our behavior and if we like want to change and stuff, I think it's definitely something to open a big conversation about. I think the bottom line is that a fast fashion business model can never be sustainable. We see a lot of brands like h&m for example doing greenwashing and calling a line like sustainable and using like a proportion of recycled fabrics etc but greenwashing is conveying false impression or misleading information about companies products and how they're more environmental may look good from like (laughs) the get-go but the business model is not sustainable and it's still promoting like the over production of clothes and these massive hauls that you see all the time they are playing into the fact that like caring for the environment and slow fashion is kind of trendy like it's cool it's like a lot of people are into caring about their clothes and stuff which is great (laughs) we love that but some brands are kind of like playing into that and not actually making the changes that are needed but then just sort of like saying words which are very vague and don't necessarily mean what they convey I think the word sustainable like I think you can just say it I don't think that it needs much like backing up I'm pretty sure you have to have like a certain percentage of like recycled fabric or like show the way that you've like made the clothes is better or whatever but I think the bar is very low so just because something says sustainable doesn't mean that it's like you know not fast fashion even if they are using, you know, recycled fabrics, they still are not treating the workers the way they deserve. There was a scandal in Leicester in the UK, which I think came out last year. And it was 
there were poor working conditions and they were being paid a less than minimum wage. So thinking about how a country like the UK, this is happening here. So then think how bad it will be in other countries where the government is maybe monitoring these sort of things way less and just a lot to think about. Over COVID, a lot of countries cancelled orders that had already been made by the workers and they said, no, we don't want it because they're shutting all their shops and they'd already been made and they refused to pay them. So there is, if you look on the hashtag pay up on Instagram, you can find out some more stuff about that, which is crazy because obviously a lot of people around the world, everybody suffered during like the pandemic and still is but that was you know a very vulnerable time for so many people right at the start and these brands kind of looked out for themselves over others and it's yeah it's just something to think about also brands like H&M and ASOS etc like own a lot of other brands so just because a brand I think Monkey is owned by H&M And that's just an example of where you think that it's like a smaller brand that maybe is better. But often these brands are owned by big big corporations who are not doing the work needed. Um, Trying to think of others, I think, and other stories, or maybe it's Anthropology, I think is owned by Urban Outfitters. Maybe, I'm not sure. (laughs) But yeah, lots of issues there. talk a little bit about how I started giving up fast fashion I'm very sensitive my Pisces energy is (laughs) coming out but when I watch these documentaries and started hearing more about fast fashion I find it really difficult then to like support that movement and actually kind of like follow through with buying these pieces and I found it really difficult at the start to give it up I felt like I was kind of doing it halfway of buying some things fast fashion some things not it's definitely a confusing one it's not something you can just like click your fingers and do overnight also just want to say oh my god the best thing to do is to wear the clothes that you already have so if you have things from Topshop, H&M, Primark wear them until you cannot wear them anymore (laughs) like you've had like the most use out of it that you possibly can because you already own those things it's kind of a sunk cost you just like they're already in your wardrobe so the best thing you can do is like appreciate them and really make them last the test of time so you don't have to buy new things when I first like said okay I'm not going to give up fast fashion anymore it was kind of hard because I felt like I was still posting pictures online of me wearing fast fashion and then I was like if somebody asks where this is from do I tell them like it's fast fashion or like what's the chat and I still find that really hard normally I will say like the brand and just be like so like maybe check out Depop or Vintage or something to try and find it because most of my clothes now obviously I haven't bought anything from fast fashion for ages aren't in the shops anymore because it's all like old stuff but definitely a complicated situation so I guess I'll talk about some alternatives to fast fashion and again like I said these alternatives are not accessible to everybody and it's so important that we don't shame anybody for the choices that they make I think it's great to like educate people and have open conversations about things like veganism, fast fashion, political issues, etc. But I think it's also, 
you know, it's a difficult situation and you never know someone's whole life. So um, yeah, just kindness. <laughs> so some of my favorite slow fashion brands are 07 Days, The 100 Club, Hara, Paloma Wool, Two Thirds, Barcelona, Organic Basics. So those are just a few. And I think Hara and Organic Basics have underwear, which is one of the uh, obviously you don't want to buy that second hand so it's really important to find brands that you can buy that sort of thing from again it does come with a bigger price tag so I think also that app that I was saying good on you is amazing for researching like even some brands that are still maybe not the best it tells you like that they're doing some good work and then maybe you can like you know shop from them more than the ones that are doing absolutely nothing but I would say the best thing you can do is wear the clothes that you already have and then the second best thing is to buy things secondhand but again this comes with a lot of problems or a lot of like you know issues so Depop is a great place to buy things secondhand there is so much stock on there like so many people selling things it's great also if you have clothes that you don't wear want to do a bit of a clear out and just lip, you know be a bit more minimalist maybe it's also a great place to like sell your own clothes and there's a lot of really cool sellers and it's like it's a cool place however I have seen like a lot of you know gentrification of it people going to charity shops buying loads of stuff and then reselling it at a much higher price if you don't know Jordan Teresa I think that's how I say her name hopefully that's right Jordan Teresa on YouTube. She has an amazing video about the gentrification of Depop, which I'd highly recommend. And her whole channel is great. I'd really recommend it. Showed there was literally a girl selling like a brownies jumper, which is insane to me. Like that someone was selling that from when they were like eight years old. It's just things like that. Or the Slazenger skorts that were a style last summer. I think they're worth like eight pounds or something from Slazenger. And people were selling them for like 30, 50 just because they were so popular that they got sold out from Slazenger and it's crazy to see that kind of like people capturing the market like that and on one hand I do get it because it's like get your bank you know like do your business like I respect the hustle but I think you have to be very open about it there's also drop shipping which is a bit of an issue on Depop where people will bulk buy things from like AliExpress or Zaffle, Shein, even like Boohoo, um, just very cheap wholesale brands mainly and sell it on Depop so people like me and you go on Depop and think that that thing is secondhand or that they even maybe made it themselves etc but then it's actually just from AliExpress and again I respect the hustle and a lot of people on Depop are really young making money that they really need which I think is so great and like do your business however I do think it's really important to disclaim that if something's been bought from AliExpress for example and you know made in like a fast fashion environment it's like it's just courtesy to tell people what they're buying I think that that's just important that there's like a bit more openness around this topic I'd also say there's like size problems like I mentioned earlier sizing on Depop tends to be around standard size and you don't see a lot of like variety in sizes which is also a big problem because in order for everybody to stay away from fast fashion and to make a big change everyone needs to be able to buy things secondhand so it just yeah 
and I don't think that's necessarily anybody's fault but it's just another reason that being environmentally conscious is a little bit more difficult for some people as opposed to others. I personally really love the app Vinted which is another kind of like reselling situation however I think it's a bit more chill like on Depop you often get people saying all the tags and like y2k this y2k that loads of tags and the search system is like kind of annoying because everyone's just used so many tags and on vintage i find that that doesn't really happen as much it's a little bit less used so i would say that there's probably less stuff on there because it's less used you're more likely to maybe like be the person to get it things can go quick on depop so i really recommend vintage i know there are other sites you can use um like maybe thread up in America we don't have that here but there's lots of other ones you can also use charity shops online a lot of them have online sections so like I think Oxfam has it and you can you know shop from there which is great another thing to say is that shopping from like Depop and Vinted etc takes time and not everybody has that time to spend searching through for things you know if you need something for your child or for yourself you need to just buy it like so so fair enough to go to fast fashion and use the convenience that it offers and yeah in this podcast all I want to do is just like chat about the problems and the solutions etc I'm not trying to like tell anybody how to live their life because I have no clue how I'm living mine how to live my life so I definitely am not you know in a situation where that would make any sense Another good thing is charity shops and you can find some amazing things in charity shops, Um, really fun like vintage pieces and it's honestly so fun using like vintage depop charity shops because when you find something good like the satisfaction that brings you is oh that is a good feeling. I personally love a charity shop, obviously they're all shut at the moment but there's so much fun in just like looking through the rails and I would say like the, off, the more often you go, the more likely you are to find good things. Sometimes you go and everything's ugly and that's fair enough. I think charity shops were created, I guess, to offer high quality clothes at a low cost because it's all like donated and secondhand. The cost can be like relatively low. There's, you know, an issue if everyone starts shopping from charity shops or like, you know, over shopping from charity shops because the people who who need like specific items at a certain cost maybe can't find them anymore like if you really need a warm winter coat but you can't afford to buy one from a more expensive shop the charity shop may be like your only option and if everyone's you know bought all the trendy coats then there aren't any left so I think there is kind of like a problem surrounding this and I think it's a bit different in America like the massive thrift stores I don't know like feels like there's more surplus of um product whereas here the charity shops are small like tiny tiny every like all the coats could be bought out in like a few hours easily so I think it's just being conscious about the amount of stuff you're buying and I guess this all comes back to the idea of like capitalism and needing new things and buying new stuff all the time it always ends up with somebody missing out I think it's so hard to retrain your brain but like probably the best thing for us all to do and I need to do this too is to just realize that you don't need loads of clothes and you have everything you know when you have everything you need you 
you could you don't need to buy new things and it's hard because fashion is also like an art and an expressive form and a great way to like be who you are so it's fun to buy new clothes and like try new styles and do new things buying new things all the time and having a new wardrobe for each season sustainable so I think it's all about finding a balance and I definitely struggle with this so much like I always want new clothes I always want to find something new every post I post on Instagram is me in my fucking white puffer coat that I wear every day of my life I want a new coat you know like but I only bought that one this season I bought it in like October or something so I do not need a new coat yeah I think it's just like giving giving into the pressure of like having a new outfit for every event and a new outfit for every Instagram post or you know every few Instagram posts it's just we just need to kind of get rid of that stigma and it's cool to outfit repeat (laughs) if you're only wearing clothes once like that's weird no I don't want to be mean but do you know what I mean like in theory if you like strip everything back the idea of buying something and using it once when it can be used hundreds of times is kind of silly like it doesn't make any sense you wouldn't you know buy a phone and then buy a new one the next day and I know it's so different just thinking about how much use you could get out of a product and then trying to you know at least aim for like a decent amount you can also use like vintage shops online I like beyond retro um, I don't tend to use these just because the style doesn't tend to like fit the type of clothes that I want but they're definitely worth checking out Vestiaire Collective is a really cool site I think it's like a consignment kind of vibe and you can people list like more fancy things like there's like vintage Gucci and that sort of thing on there which you know isn't really my vibe but they have other things as well like much smaller brands like Reformation or something like that and it's all secondhand and at a better price point and oh that's another point actually reformation were called out for like racism within their workforce and i think that's another point is that brands aren't always just because they're using like recycled materials doesn't mean that you know they are sound in their practice and all of this stuff it's kind of like i wish i didn't think about this like i wish i didn't care i wish i could just you know live in a ignorant blissful world where all the clothes are good and everyone loves it all but once you kind of start getting into this stuff you do just like spiral and like find out so much stuff and you're just like wow no brand will ever be the same again and it's sad but important I think I think there's also been a rise in like those shops where you can hire clothes I think that's a cool idea for like going to a wedding or if you have a big big party or something where you 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 know you're only really gonna wear that thing once especially fancy clothes because like I bought a prom a prom dress why can I not speak I bought a prom dress for my grad ball prom whatever you call it at the end of school I've never worn it since and I'm never gonna wear it again when am I ever gonna need that and maybe I should have hired one I guess in a way it's like nice to keep as like a sentimental thing and maybe I'll wear it like for fun sometime but Just things like that where you don't really need it. Could be cool to look into hiring something. I think you could probably save some money as well. And there are a lot of good ones that have like a decent range of styles as well. Swap clothes with your friends. That's always a fun one. If like you're bored of your jumper, Stacey's bored of hers, a little swap. Great plan because sometimes I find that I'm just bored of my clothes it's not even that I don't like them I'm just bored of them my white coat objectively I love it like I think it's a great coat it's so warm it's kind of stylish it's nice and plain so it goes with everything 
but part of me is just bored of it because I wear it every single day and I know that when it gets warmer I won't I can like reach for my like denim jacket and stuff again because right now it's just too cold for that but for right now I'm just bored of that coat so maybe I should swap coats with someone I mean I'm not I'm probably not going to do it but even just for a day or if you have a party or something borrow from somebody else because things can be more worn more than once and like on different people no one's even going to know that it's been worn again and it's fine to rewear things but if you're worried about that do a little friend swap even if it's fast fashion use it and you know until the end live i feel like these fast fashion pieces you know like kind of a lot of suffering has gone into making them which is awful um from the workers the environment animals etc but like make it worth it you own it already so like make it worth it and if you can't afford or you're not in a position to buy things from a more sustainable source like so fashion or secondhand then treasure each item that you buy is like my one piece of advice and I know you're probably like who's this chick giving out advice like who does she think she is but I guess that's kind of what I've learned is that if you feel like you need to buy something from one of those brands make it worth it like think about whether you really need it and if you do which you know is fair enough then make it last and be you know careful with it try and follow like the label instructions for washing it and just buy things which are maybe a bit more timeless and less trendy um i'm trying to think of things like remember in like 2010 maybe when there was that phase where mustaches were in style firstly that was the weirdest thing ever like why did that ever happen but i could have told you a mustache top is not gonna last the test of time like so I think trying to think about things that are a bit more timeless is cool but also I totally get like if you buy something that's trendy who am I to judge you know like just do your best I think your best is all you can do sometimes when I think about this stuff I do get bogged down in like what is the end goal what is the end point that we're trying to reach you know does are we going to get to a point maybe if everyone gave up fast fashion where these people who work in these factories don't have a job anymore it's a whole industry like it's a huge huge industry and part of me is like well what happens if we do get rid of it you know if we do manage to make that change then what it's confusing I don't know the answer I wish I did I think capitalism is the root of this issue and I don't know things need to change I don't think that one person giving up so fashion like I don't think the movement is big enough right now where um fast fashion is like you know on a decline at all it's like a booming industry so it's just a really complicated talk I don't really know the answers I'm sorry if you came to this podcast for the answers because I don't have them yeah it's very interesting to talk about and a lot of people like I've even had like friends and stuff ask me about brands and all of this sort of thing and it's so interesting to see that like people are a lot more chatting about this sort of thing that's great like that's so amazing and I've got so much left to learn 100% it's really cool like I haven't bought fast fashion for in the summer it'll be two years I don't want to like flex that because obviously it's just like me flexing my privilege which nobody wants to see cool to think about how over the two years like I've managed to make that change and yeah it's just it's just nice to think about the fact that sometimes you think something is so necessary in your life you manage to like show yourself that it's not and that's kind of cool isn't it so I don't know I don't have like a cool conclusion to the end of this episode where I'm gonna tell you like 
how to fix all the problems with the world but hopefully that was vaguely insightful and interesting if you have any like other points or like things that i didn't really like talk about i'd love if you like commented it on the podcast instagram like that'd be really cool and yeah follow like i think a great thing to do is follow some people on instagram who talk about this stuff a lot i follow venetia lamana she talks about um sustainable fashion etc quite a lot and there are loads of creators who show like sustainable outfits and way to dress ways to dress sustainably i've been loving that curly top her content is amazing her style is impeccable and she shows a lot of ways of like dressing sustainably and just like places she buys things which i think is really really cool so my thought for the coming week is a little quote from the dalai lama which i read and i was like wow that's really really like insightful there are only two days in the year that nothing can be done one is called yesterday and the other is called tomorrow so today is the right day to love believe do and mostly live I thought that was really cool. The power of the present, you know. Time time is weird. Isn't it? I, I don't understand time. But today is the best day to make a change. Or to take steps in the right direction. So hopefully that's going to give you a little bit of motivation. I know I worry a lot about the future. So no point. Because today is all we have. And yeah, I'm kind of rambling now. So I'm just going to finish this up here. But I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you have an amazing week. And let me know your thoughts on the podcast instagram you can rate and review on apple podcasts very highly appreciated and i love you so much thank you for supporting always and i will see you guys next monday bye bye